Hey you guys, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx. I just wanted to stop in and let you guys know before you listen to this episode that this is a part of something new that I am starting. Thanks to Anchor, I am able to offer you guys ad-free content for a very low reasonable rate and a subscription fee of $7.99 a month. So for $7.99 a month, you guys will get these episodes where there are no ads. You get the intro, we go right into the episode, you get the outro, that's it, that's all. And yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that you guys got some exclusive content coming to you guys in 2023, whether it's just me going on and on about various topics for an hour or two hours, because y'all know that your boy can talk. Y'all know the good guy Prince can talk. Or if it's me and one of my co-hosts or a panel of us, and we're just talking for, again, an hour, two hours or more, you guys will get that ad-free as long as you are subscribed for $7.99 a month. And also, also, be sure to let me know throughout how you guys are enjoying the episodes because I'm definitely going to be improving on the episodes and the content and the quality of the content that I'm giving you guys in 2023. So yes, once again, you guys, if you would like to get ad-free content like this episode that you are about to hear, please be sure to subscribe to the Royal Hour Podcast via Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever they allow you to subscribe for that $7.99 a month option. Thank you guys so much and have yourselves a wonderful day. Peace. And now let's get to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Royal Hour Podcast, hosted by the one and only Prince Onyx. Join me on a daily to weekly basis with the Royal Court and I as we delve deep into a wide range of topics. From entertainment to politics, both professional and streetwise, to personal stories of things that we've experienced. From dating troubles to family drama and (laughs) even our own tea that'll get spilled. All from a Chicago perspective that at times can be viewed as worldly. You can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and more. This is a show that you don't want to miss. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx, and I want to welcome you all back to the Royal Hour Podcast. Coming at you again with another bonus episode. I know y'all love that bonus content, and again, I'm coming to you guys from my new microphone, Zale Sounds, that was found on Amazon by my good homegirl, Hood Intellectual, Hood Intellect, you know, Reve, I love you so much. Thank you for my new mic. But hey, I hope you guys enjoyed that previous episode that I dropped for you. Now, let's get into a bit of some, we're going to do the serious news, but before we get into all of that, where are my manners? I forgot to let you guys know that I am joined today by my good friend, Alan Lewis, who has visited the Royal Palace once more. Alan, let the people know how you have been doing and if there are any updates that you would like to share with the people. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm very excited to be a guest again on the Royal Hours podcast. I hope I'm saying it right. (laughs) Yeah, 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 Royal Hour Podcast. Yeah, you got this. Okay, okay, perfect. Thank you, guys. Um, sorry. Thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to come back again and share my thoughts on these topics today. I'm very, very excited. Um, I really don't know what, what else to say, but just that. It's just uh, thank you so much for the opportunity, and I can't wait to get into these topics for the day. 
Hey, well, thank you for joining us. And for those of y'all who don't know, in case you didn't hear the advertisement at the beginning of the episode before you get to the intro, this is a this is an ad-free episode. So this is you guys are gonna hear me and Alan talk for as long as we are going to be talking. And this is gonna be an ad-free episode. So you guys don't have to worry about those like little commercial breaks in between. Y'all already know what it is. Y'all know to you know give us a five-star rating, leave a review, you can even leave a voicemail message if you're listening from anchor and that will be played and featured on the next episode y'all already know what it is but so like i said we're going to get into a bit of some somber news so as you guys know the golden globes just came on like what at the beginning of the week or yeah i want to say it was like monday or tuesday so um elvis presley's daughter that he had with uh what was his wife's name again priscilla yeah priscilla uh, their daughter, Lisa Marie Presley, unfortunately passed away at 54. And this is coming from People.com, you know, People Magazine. And so they were quoted in saying that it is with a heavy heart that I must share the devastating news that my beautiful daughter, Lisa Marie, has left us. Priscilla, her mother, confirmed in a statement to People Thursday evening. She was the most passionate, strong, and loving woman I have ever known. We ask for privacy as we try to deal with this profound loss. Thank you for the love and prayers. At this time, there will be no further comment. Now, Thursday morning, Presley was rushed to the hospital for a possible cardiac arrest. A spokesperson for the L.A. County Sheriff's Department confirmed to people that paramedics responded to the 5900 block of Normandy uh, Drive in Calabasas to treat a woman in her 50s who was not breathing. When they arrived, the paramedics began CPR and upon noting the patient had signs of life, transferred the woman to a local hospital for immediate medical care. A spokesperson for the L.A. County Fire Department confirmed to people that the unit was dispatched to the address for a cardiac arrest call. Uh, Born in Memphis, Tennessee, on February 1st, uh, 1968, exactly nine months after Elvis and Priscilla's wedding, uh, Lisa Marie was briefly raised in the area before moving to Los Angeles at age four with her mother following her parents' 1973 divorce. Elvis uh, died in August of 1977 when Lisa Marie was nine years old, making her the joint heir to his estate alongside grandfather Vernon uh, Presley and great grandmother Minnie Mae Hood Presley. Minnie Mae Hood, girl. Anyway, um, it, it, that name just really just caught me. What? Anyway, uh, Minnie Mae Hood Presley following their respective deaths in 1979 and 1980. She became the sole heir, also and also inherited her father's Graceland residence. Uh, He'd always wake me up to sing in the middle of the night, get on the table and sing, Lisa Marie recalled of her time with Elvis on Good Morning America in 2009. I remember him as my dad, but he was a very exciting dad. In October 1988, Lisa Marie married Danny Cohen. Connor Knuff, I can't pronounce his last name, but she married a man named Danny, who was a Chicago-based musician with whom she welcomed two children, her daughter Riley in 1989 and son Benjamin in 1992. After five and a half years of marriage, the couple divorced, unfortunately, in May of 1994. 
Less than a month later, she married singer Michael Jackson, whom she first met at one of her late father's Las Vegas concerts when she was seven, and the King of Pop was still a member of the Jackson Five. I am very much in love with Michael. I dedicate my life to being his wife. I understand and support him, read a statement from Lisa Marie at the time. We both look forward to raising a family. Now, see, that I never knew. Okay, okay. Two years later, however, um, Lisa Marie and Jackson ended their relationship. The one thing that correlates with Michael and with my father on this subject is that they had the luxury of creating whatever reality around them. Uh, Whatever reality around them they wanted to create, she told Oprah Winfrey during a 2016 interview, according to the Huffington Post. They could have all kinds of people who were going to go with their program or not go with their program. If they weren't, then they couldn't. Then they could be disposed of. In 2000, Lisa Marie got engaged to Hawaiian-born musician John Oskovich. Look, I cannot pronounce that name. Um, Anyway, uh, through the relationship ended, though the relationship ended when she met actor Nicolas Cage at a birthday party for Johnny Ramo in 2000 when he was estranged from uh, Patricia Architect, whatever. Anyway, so because the article, I ain't finna keep reading that chat. I mean, it's it's a lot, but (laughs) unfortunate because it's a long ass article because they like giving all the details and stuff. It's like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, anyway. So without further ado, um, I just want to say, you know, my condolences to the family at this time. This is a very unfortunate tragedy. And it's just it's really to me, I'm not going to lie to you, Alan, because I feel like coming into this year, it's just been a lot of things going on with with the heart. You got what happened with uh, Damar Hamlin. We got what happened with uh, Gangsta Boo, because if you don't know, for those of y'all who don't who may not have heard the last episode with what happened with Gangsta Boo and how she died of an alleged it was, you know, an alleged drug overdose but they had found like a white substance on her person but they're saying that like because she was on the front porch where they had found where her body was found that she could have had like a, a heart attack you know cardiac arrest and had been like trying to get help so um so you know there's that and you know yeah and again Demar Hamlin who you know he is actually out of the hospital for those of y'all that was wondering as an update he's out of the hospital and He's doing much better now. He's still, you know, being taken care of and looked after and tended to because, again, what happened with him? Again, heart heart attack, cardiac arrest on the football field. He essentially died twice. You know what I'm saying? They had to revive him twice on the field. So now with this, with Lisa Marie Presley, who was literally at the Golden Globes where the guy who played her father had like won an award, I believe, um, in that movie, which uh, side note, don't know why we needed an Elvis movie, but we will get to that when we get to it. Anyway. You know, just her being at the age of 54, like, it's not like she was, like, 84 or 94 or some shit, like, or 104 or some shit like that. She was still relatively young. So, you know, it's it's just begs the question on what exactly is going on nowadays with, you know, people and their heart. You know what I'm saying? It's like, is it something, again, this is my tinfoil hat tingling right here. Is it something tied to the vaccine that was being pushed on us? You know, it's like, what what could it possibly be? Like, you know, what? What are your thoughts about this whole situation? You know, it is very, very unfortunate what happened with her. Um, my prayers and condolences go out to her and her family. Um, Lisa Marie Presley, um, I did not know this until maybe, what was it, like maybe either a few years ago or as of recently that she was actually, if you guys don't know, if y'all know the album The Velvet Rope by Janet Jackson, she was on the interlude speakerphone. That was actually her. Mm, oh wow so she she was very much to really tied into pop culture i see 
Yeah, and, and you know, like everybody knows the Velvet Rope. That's like one of Janet's best albums. And um, uh, what was it? There was a photo that was on Twitter that was showing them together. And you know, just rest in peace to her, and sending my prayers to you know the family. You know, and I know what was it? Um, not that long ago, she had lost her son to suicide, and so it's it's been it's been a lot going on in that family. And um, it's just, it's a very, very unfortunate situation. And um, I don't know exactly what her family history was when it comes to um, heart uh, issues and things of that nature, uh, but it is very unfortunate. And um, the one thing I will say is that I think people should just, you know, take care of themselves. Meaning like if you suspect something's not right with, with your body, go to the doctor, you know, get a checkup and stuff like that. And I think having annual checkups, not just going just two, you know, like once every two years, I mean, do it regularly, like every single year. So that way you can make sure that you know, everything is in line, you know, whether it be your heart, whether it be your brain, you know, lungs, whatever that needs to be. If you suspect anything is wrong, please go to the doctor. I recommend that to everybody, you know, because the longer you prolong this, the longer, you know, you're prolonging that it could get worse, you know, and things of that such. So I just advise people, please go to the doctor, you know. No, absolutely. Uh, I honestly don't know uh, what caused her to have cardiac arrest. You know, I don't know. Uh, that The details of that will probably come out within the next couple of days or weeks or so. So we have to wait and see. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, I would even say, like, uh, you know, aside from annually, like, do like a, tr- uh, you know, try monthly like every three months or once every two months or however often you can go you know check in with yourself because it's a lot like this stuff made me even want to check in and make sure that my mom is good you know because she well she had been dealing with a bit of an ear infection and on top of that she's dealing with rheumatoid arthritis as well as sciatica so it's just a lot going on Uh, but I wanted to make sure that she was good as well and yeah like it's just been a lot you know like it's just so much going on right now so again our heart and condolences and prayers go out to that family and i do remember the son um dying by suicide uh a while back was it last year or the year before last do you remember i think i don't know when it was uh but i know i think i know it wasn't that long ago that's why i remember and so we don't know that could have been maybe a contributing factor as to what happened like she may have died of a broken heart like we don't we really don't know you know because i think broken heart I think, is that what they call it, broken heart syndrome? I, I think that actually is a real thing because I think about what happened with, um, what was her name? Uh, Debbie, is it Debbie Reynolds? And her daughter. And that whole situation. And I, that, that's why I think happened to her is that because her daughter, uh, Lisa, is it Lisa Fisher? Yeah, Lisa Fisher. Mm-hmm. She, um, she had died. And then, like, right after that, what was it like that next day? Her, uh, her mom, Debbie Reynolds, passed away. So, you know, that could have been the thing. You know, it could have been health related. We just don't know. So we'll just have to wait and see. No, yeah, that's and that's the thing too. A lot of people really think that like a broken heart, the whole broken heart syndrome is a myth. But like, I'm pretty sure if you talk to like cardiologists and things like that, they will let you know that like, no, this is actually something real. Like this really can happen to you, you know? Yeah, it's like it's uh, it's um, stress and trauma. And I think that that's also another thing, too. You know, if you're. 
So, yeah. So like you were saying that um, the son of Lisa Marie Presley, he had passed away a couple of like what was it a year or two prior to this happening? And you mentioned something about like a broken heart syndrome, correct? Like that that could have may have been a cause. It could that could have been a cause. It could have been health related. Um, from what I remember, I have heard that I know Elvis Presley, when he um, had passed away, that um, I forgot what they said he had passed away from. I think it was heart related. Um, so it, I mean, it could be anything. It could have been hereditary, you know, so like, so genetically, so like, you know, like they said, you have a history in your family of like heart disease or things like that. It's important for you to take very good care of your body because it, because you can, um, you know, run the risk of developing these things. And I understand that many other factors can, you know, play a part into, you know, diet and other things like that. But I always say just, if you can, you know, take good care of your body, you know, like they say, your body is a temple and, you know, and also if you're going through also stress or trauma, you know, if you need counseling or need help and things like that, please, you know, seek that, you know, cause trauma and stress, those things are not good on the body. Mm -hmm. No, you're absolutely right. And that's the thing too, like I was saying, you know, again, if you can, you guys try to check, you do check-ins as much as possible and just make sure that you're good because I don't know, just for me from an esoterical standpoint, a spiritual standpoint, it's just really eerie to me that like a lot of these deaths that have happened from the celebrity world and even the regular world, it's just been you know, just a lot of lot to do with the heart. And so I'm just like, okay, like it's 2023, like the year of like a compromised heart shocker or something like what is going on? Like, I really want us to like, really try to dig deep into that if we can, you know, it's just, uh, it's really, really crazy and really unfortunate. So again, prayers and condolences go out to the uh, Presley family during this time. And you know, hey, respect their privacy. And just, you know, hey, this is this is the, yeah, this is all I can say for that. Yeah. But moving on to a bit of lighter news. So with the Golden Globes that happened, um, there were a lot of winners that night and a lot of people who I feel like definitely should have won. Um, here, let me go ahead and I'm trying to pull up like the list of winners because, you know, Google will only show you like so many and it's just like, well, <laughs> and speaking of which, Speaking of the uh, Presleys, so the actor Austin Butler, he won for actor in a drama motion picture. So he was the winner. And in that category, he beat out Brandon Frazier for The Whale, uh, Hugh Jackman, The Son, um, Bill, Bill Nye for Living, and Jeremy Pope for The Inspection. Um, the original song that won, I can't even pronounce these people's names, but congratulations to y'all. Nah, I'm not even going to pretend, Chad. Wait, but they beat out, oh, wow, they beat out uh, Rihanna for Lift Me Up and uh, Lady Gaga Hold My Hand. Girl, okay. Anyway, uh, drama motion picture, The Fablemans. I'd never heard of that film, but clearly somebody must have did what they did to make that movie one that's a whole nother conversation no shade it's just like certain like certain things when it comes to like these awards just a sidebar whenever like certain things that like if it's an album and an artist that you've never heard of or a movie or something like that i just be like so who bought this award like no shade no tea but who purchased this because when it when you look at the category and like who did whatever the project you know who won what they had went up against I'm like ain't no way in hell like there's just there's there's no way but anyway anyway uh actress in a drama motion picture that went to Kate 
Blanchett. I'm going to presume that is how you pronounce her name. Um, and she it was for the movie uh, Tar. She beat out um, Olivia Coleman, em Emperor of Light, Empire of Light, uh, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, uh, Viola Davis for The Woman King. Oh, wow. And Anna de Armas uh, for Blonde, which I believe the Blonde film was a biopic about Marilyn Monroe. I really wish I would let that woman rest in peace. But, you know, that that's highly weird for you. They just want to keep telling the story of these people who clearly didn't want these biopics over and over again. But you know what? Another conversation for another time. Next up is musical or comedy motion picture. And we have the Banshees of Insirin. Again, another movie that I have never heard of. And they beat out Babylon, uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and Triangle of Sadness. Wow, okay. Uh, the winner of the Cicely B. DeMille Award was Eddie Murphy. That is well-deserved. And... Speaking of um, everything, everywhere, all at once, and the actress who won for actress in a musical or a comedy motion picture was Michelle, Yo I can't pronounce her last name, and I'm not going to butcher that woman, but y'all know the actress, okay, because she was also in Shang-Chi, and I'm glad that she won, and she beat out uh, Margaret Roby for Babylon, uh, Emma Thompson for Good Luck to You, Leo Grande, uh, Anna, or and girl the um whatever the girl who plays in a lot of movies can't pronounce her name anna taylor joy and for the menu uh leslie manfield for mrs harris goes to paris huh, that's an interesting title uh anyway drama tv series house of the dragon was a winner it beat out uh ozark uh the crown severance and better call saul uh carol the carol burnett award went to uh it went to Ryan Murphy. Okay, I'm gonna keep scrolling. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Let me let me let me go ahead and let me dig at his. Let me snipe at him right quick because, see, what a lot of people don't know is is that with um, Ryan Murphy winning and not even just him winning, but also Evan Peters being awarded for the whole thing with um, with Jeffrey Dahmer, is that that sets a horrible present present. I can't even pronounce the word, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Precedent. It sets a horrible pre excuse me president for you know basically showing that oh if you are a serial killer and you know you have a ryan murphy who does a biopic or a series dramatized dramatization series of what you you know what you have done your horrible crimes against humanity that he's going to most likely have evan peters play him and then you're going to and then evan peters will win at the golden globes at the emmys at the oscars wherever you know the movie is played at so on and so forth and basically it'll be rewarding you essentially for a job well done that's what at least is giving off to me is that it's rewarding you for a job well done. And people have to really think with the current climate that we are dealing with in society, the current climate of, you know, the serial killers and society's obsession with true crime, how this is really a bad thing for all parties involved. Like this is not a good thing that he won. And, you know, people can say, oh, you're hating, you hating, nah, bitch. I can't hate on a motherfucker who is literally is playing into the glorification of serial killers. I can't hate on somebody who is playing into the glorification of homicide. Like it's one thing to be a fan of shit like, you know, of, um, 
It's one thing to be a fan of things like, you know, Scream and Halloween and Urban Legends and the Leprechaun movie and Friday the 13th and, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff like that because that, you know, those are it's fictional essentially. You know what I'm saying? But this right here being rewarded for essentially black trauma, black trauma death porn, I'm sorry, but I can't get with that. But also, you want to know what else is interesting though for the people out there listening? Jeffrey Dahmer's own mother, Shirley Hughes, even said that uh, Evan Peters winning at the Golden Globes is a dangerous win. She said, and I quote, there's a lot of sick people around the world. People winning acting roles for playing killers keep the obsession going. And this makes people, this makes sick people thrive on fame because a lot of these people, you know, whether it's like a Richard Ramirez, a John Wayne Gacy, a Ted Bundy, a Jeffrey Dahmer, like, you know, they're, they have been immortalized in media to where it's like people feel like it's okay because it's like hey well they got immortalized you know immortal immortalized and they're being glamorized it's okay then you got to think about what just happened with um the four students out there in idaho who got killed and the guy who who had did the killing allegedly who they had caught this motherfucker looks like a modern day ted bundy so it's just like you know, I, I don't like that the industry will reward such sick and sinister and demonic work because then it's like, oh, yeah, give us more. Because I don't know what he has up his sleeves with his Netflix, with his uh, deal with Netflix. But the next thing I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a, what, another infamous serial killer. And I'm just going to let you all know right now, I'm not checking for it because it's like Ryan Murphy, you will rule the day that you because it, it can all be traced back to him as well as other people. Like The rabbit hole goes deep, but it's like you are really intentalizing these people to continue to do what they do so that when they do get caught that they can then feel like, oh, it's OK, because guess what? I'll go down in history. And literally they will go down in history, not for the for them being horrible human beings, but for them being fucking glamorized. Because again, you got Jeffrey Dahmer's own mother saying, "Hey, this right here, this him winning, it, it, this ain't the move." You know, like I just come on now. If we gonna be anything in twenty twenty three, let's be fucking for real. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, um, I hope you can hear me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can still hear you. You're good. Okay. Uh, I was wanting to say, uh, I first want to just ask, what was the award that he was winning? Because uh, you said it was the, is it Carol something? Oh, yes, I, it is I, the, um, yeah, Ryan Murphy won the Carol Burnett Award. Um, the uh, Burnett is spelled B-U-R-N-E-T-T. So I feel like she was clearly like a writer or something like that. Whoever she was, the Carol Burnett Award, because clearly it got to be an, a prestigious award because Eddie Murphy, he won the Cecile B. DeMille Award. So these must be like notable people within the industry who got like awards named after them. Yeah, I had never I had never heard of this. That, that's why I was asking. I was like, who have never heard of this award, you know? Uh, but uh, yeah, I do agree with what you were saying, you know, about, you know, the thing with, um, uh, what's his name, Evan Peters winning. Uh, because like, like you said, it, it does um, set a dangerous precedence. And it makes me even now, now that you mention it, now I'm thinking about like all the series that he has done when it comes to these serial killers. Like think about um, before this one, he had did a series on FX um, was supposed about uh, was about um, the Gianni Versace um, person, and then uh, the other one before that was on um, what's his name uh, O.J. Simpson. So it just makes me think, okay. It sounds like to me like he's making these films to like it's like it's like trauma, you know, just re-traumatizing people. 
you know, um, do you get what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Because what the projects that you're referring to are part of the um, American crime series that he has started, which was basically like, I guess you can say, like a sister project to the American horror story stuff. And I remember with uh, that after the OJ season, when it came to season two, originally before he went with the Versace situation, he was trying to do a season on. Uh, oh, excuse me. He was trying to no. That was the other one called Feud. That one uh, when he tried to do season two of that one Feud, he tried to do it on Princess Diana and her husband. But of course, clear. I feel like behind the scenes that was sort of like nixed. So he just did. He clearly must have went back to American Crime Story and did the Versace thing. But even that, because like you know how he got how how the guy how Versace got killed. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's lit it's re-traumatizing the victims, it's re-traumatizing the families, it's re-traumatizing the friends, and they don't get compensated for this. They and even if they were to get compensated, like here's the thing. None of the none of the victims the victims of Dahmer's massacre, of his rampage, if you will, none of the victims' families are looking to looking for a payday. They just don't want this to keep being bought up because every year, every New Year's Eve, every New Year, every Valentine's Day, every St. Patrick's Day, every Easter, every, you know, July 4th, I was going to say July 14th, every Juneteenth, every July 4th, every, you know, holiday and just every, every day outside of holidays, these people are gone. They're no longer with their family. And again, when you read and watch like one of the fucking plethoras of documentaries and discover how he went about killing his victims, it's like, yo, how could anybody think this shit is okay. How could anybody think that this shit is cool? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the absolute fuck? And I feel like that award could have went to someone else. It really could have went to someone else. Ryan Murphy didn't need to win that. But for whatever reason, he won it. And, you know, probably industry politics. He probably... Let me shut up because I almost said something. Whew, I was going to really violate that nigga verbally. Anyway... Uh, but, you know, probably uh, did something behind the scenes. But anyway, you know, to get that award, just to be all, you know, oh, look at me, look at me. It's like, yeah, look at you because you're what, immortalized? It's like, look, Ryan Murphy, you ain't shit. And I'm going to continue to say that to the fucking, to the, from the fucking mountaintops. Now, I didn't already, for those who have listened to the previous episodes, I didn't already apologize for how I ripped Niecy Nash a new one for, for her playing in that series. It's just, girl, look, I'm going to need you, like I said before, and I'm going to say it again. I'm going to need you, Miss Nash, to stop, um, well, Miss Nash Bates, let me be respectful because you are married, but Miss Nisi, I'm going to need you to stop playing in these black trauma stories just to try to win an Emmy or a Golden Globe. There's other things out there, other projects out there that I'm pretty sure if you apply yourself for, you get casted for, and you really make a difference, you will win. But keep doing shit like this. You need to stop because it, it is also from an esoterical point as well, because I feel like once again, when you are invoking these spirits of these serial killers and when you are invoking the spirits of these victims as well, who do I don't even know if they're really sleeping, if they're resting in peace necessarily because of the way that they were taken out of here. You're invoking, you're playing with spirits and you're trying to play God to a degree and you need to stop that. Now that one was directed at Ryan Murphy, but again with Miss Nisi, I need you to not keep playing into these fucking black trauma stories. Anyway, to get off of that, just... God damn it. Anyway, uh, the foreign language film uh, winner was uh, Argentina 1985, and they beat out a whole bunch of other uh, foreign language movies, uh, Decision to Leave, All Quiet on the West Front, 
uh, RRR, the basically three R's, uh, and a movie called Close. Uh, actor in a musical or comedy film, and the winner was Colin Farrell, and he won for The Banshees and in Siron, whatever that is. Um, let's see. Oh, supporting actress in a motion picture. The and this was well deserved, just like with Michelle Yo is um Angela Bassett, and she won for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So that was well deserved. A uh, supporting actor in a motion picture is Kai Hu Kwan, uh, who won for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, animated feature film, Pinocchio, they had one, and they beat out some pretty good contenders. Hmm, okay. Original score, uh, Babylon was the winner. Uh, director of a motion picture, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Okay, okay. Screenplay of a motion picture, the winner was The Banshees of the Inshirar, whatever that is called again. Actress who uh, won for actress in a drama TV series was our girl Zendaya for Euphoria, which was, you know, well-deserved. Actress in a musical or comedy TV series who won was, of course, the good sis Quinta Bronson. He got money for Abbott Elementary. Uh, oh, and followed by the show Abbott Elementary winning for musical or comedy TV series. Uh, and they, they had some real good contenders in this one, too. Okay, okay. Uh, actor in a musical or comedy series, uh, the winner was Jeremy L. Allen White, and he won for The Bear, which is actually a really good show out on Hulu. Uh, actor in a drama TV series, uh, Kevin Costner for Yellowstone. Okay, okay, he was up against some pretty good people. Many series or TV film, uh, The White Lotus, which was well-deserved. Oh, and I'm so glad they won out over that Dahmer shit girl. Anyway... Actress in a mini in a mini series or motion picture for uh for TV was Amanda Sedfried. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but girl, you won and you won for the the series The Dropout. Uh oh, and this is where Evan Peters had won for actor in a mini series. Girl, next anyway. Um, supporting actress in a limited series or anthology was Jennifer Coolidge for the uh, White Lotus. Well deserved again, again. And I'll cap it off with a supporting actor who won in a TV series, uh, musical comedy, or anthology was Tyler James William of Abbott Elementary. Well-deserved. And if you want to know who else all won, hey, it doesn't hurt to hit up Google. But anyway, so what do you think out of all the winners, minus uh, Ryan Murphy and Evan, what do you think of all the winners for the Golden Globes? Do you feel like some people got snubbed, which I definitely do feel, with some projects at least, or do you feel like the people who won that night were, it was well-deserved? I'm going to say this. Um, congratulations, first off, to the winners, you know, except for, you know, you know exactly anyway, except for those um, but anyway um yeah i do i do want to say this um that you know um i was very very glad you know that um angela bassett won. i was glad that the michelle lady you know who I'm, you know who i'm referring to i'm glad that she won as well um, i'm glad that abbott elementary i like abbott elementary too that's 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 one of my new favorite shows i like that show it's very very funny mm-hmm. um but yeah, I do have to get into the White Lotus though. I, that is the one show that everybody's been talking about, but I, I'm trying to get into that show. Yeah, it's pretty yes. good. I mean, I'm gonna say this though: for the White Lotus, it can be a little bit slow with the pacing, but the more you follow along with the story, because it's kind of like a whodunit mystery type of thing, it it is pretty. It's worth the watch. It's worth the watch. I will say that. But also, a little another sidebar. 
is that um, in the category for supporting actress in a TV series or musical comedy was Shirley Ralph and Janelle James from Abbott Elementary, but unfortunately they didn't win, but the winner was um, some white chick, Julia uh, Garner for Ozark. But anyway, continue. But yes, it, um, oh yeah, also another thing, Ozark is also another show I think you definitely should watch. That show's very good as well. Ozark, Euphoria is good too. I got into Euphoria not that long ago, and Zendaya did, did her thing when it came to that show as well. So yeah. It was, I will say this, it was, it was, it was definitely a night of some winners. You know, I'm, I'm very, very glad there was some people that I don't think should have won. That's just me. I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just saying. Um, I mean, it ain't hating when it's the, it ain't hating when it's the truth. You just saw how I ripped uh, Evan and Brian a new asshole, which I'm pretty sure ain't nothing new to either of them. Anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Well, they should be but getting anyway. used to getting a new one ripped, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I mean, anyway. I feel, okay, look, anyway, I feel like, let me see some of these categories again, because this is, again, it's pretty interesting. I feel, well, I feel like an actor in a musical or a comedy film, instead of Colin Farrell, I think Daniel Craig should have won for Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery, because he really, like, he shows up. When I tell you assignment understood, he understands the assignment each time. Now, I'm surprised that he don't have any anybody black in this category. But, you know, hey, that's I don't even know if it was any comedy films that were probably like even considered or up for nomination. So, you know, hey, <laughs> but I feel like if anybody should have won, I feel like it should have been Daniel Craig. I know I see they had Adam Driver in here for the uh, movie that's on Netflix called White Noise, which I actually started on White Noise, but I have to like finish it. And I'm not going to lie. I feel like for me personally. Uh, there are certain films and TV shows nowadays that it's like, I feel like they don't say it in like the uh, viewer discretion advised, but I feel like some of these motherfucking things require a good little edible, at least for me. So that way I can like really understand the stuff because sometimes things can go over your head and you're watching it and you're like, damn, I feel like I'm missing the point. Like when me and my partner were watching everything ev everywhere all at once i was i kept telling him i'm like yo i think we should have probably been high watching this but he probably wouldn't he said he wouldn't have referred to watch it high just because of like how crazy it was but it was a good ass movie but for me when i watch it again you best believe i'm finna be be high as a motherfucking um fucking uh kite contest at a draft only beach okay i'm finna to be high high Anyway, not the edible. Yes, shit, the fuck shit. Edibles is life. But anyway, moving forward. But I am glad that Quinta Bronson is winning though, because like it, it's just amazing to see her go from Vine and BuzzFeed to where she is now. Like that between her and Issa Rae, like from them going from being on the internet, putting out that content to where they are now. It's just like, yo, like it just goes to show that you never know where you are going to end up. And that's why I want to keep encouraging folks who are in this uh, business that it's like, hey, I know we all want to be, you know, we want the, the riches, the fame, the recognition, the everything, the accolades right here, right now. But sometimes that shit takes time. Sometimes that shit takes time. Sometimes that shit takes time because... Yeah, man, that shit just really takes time, man. Like, it's that overnight success shit, that overnight fame shit. Like, I'm going to put it to you this way. If Issa and Quinta were, were to have been, um, you know, overnight successes, 
they would have burnt out really quickly. Whereas we see them, they keep putting out dope content after dope content, executively producing stuff, they're writing stuff, they're working with people, they're putting new writers and new actors on, they're giving people a shot and a chance. And that's something that you don't see too often because we keep getting all these reboots and remakes and retellings and rehashings of shit from the 90s, the 80s, the early 2000s that nobody fucking asks for, but that's another conversation. But I say that to say that you know, it's just really dope to see these young sisters doing it. And I just know, I know that, oh, excuse me, my time is next, baby. I can tell you right now, my time is next, okay? Uh, I can't say when, if it's going to be in the next two years, three years, but baby, Prince Onyx is coming, okay? Like a cannon, no Nicholas. Anyway, ain't coming like but Nick yes. Can they ain't coming like but Nick yes. Cannon. <laughs> You know what? Anyway, uh, but but like I was saying, I'm I'm very very glad for them, and I wish them nothing but the best. And it it's, it has been amazing seeing you know like where they where they started. And I'm like I said, I'm always happy for anybody when they look. I'm happy for my people winning. It is what it is. I'm I'm always happy to see them winning. And also, um, uh, what what's his name? Is it is his name Tyler Williams? Yeah, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler James Williams. Yeah, from Everybody Hates Chris to The Walking Dead to uh, Dear Black People, Dear White People, uh, the movie, not the TV show, um, which that's a whole nother conversation. But anyway, to seeing where he is now, even like him, him and his acting career, like, man, like, you know, it, 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 and it's dope because like Quinta actually wanted him on the show when she was talking with him about, you know, pitch about the show. And when she had sold it, she had hit him up in the DMs like, oh, my God, I sold my I sold the show that I was telling you about. And I hope that we can still work together and I, I can still bring you on it. Just seeing how like she has been building a lot of these connections and like bringing OGs like Sarah, uh, Sarah, Shirley Ralph. I'm sorry. I'm really excited. So if I fuck up some names, I'm sorry. But, you know, Shirley Ralph. And just, you know, and even like Janelle James, like like somebody said on Twitter how like Tiffany Haddish low-key got replaced by Janelle James as like the funny black woman. And I feel like, you know, people are more receptive to Janelle just because like with her, she's not, fuck it, she ain't cooning. She's not shucking and jiving and popping up at the damn Met Gala with some damn fried chicken in her purse talking about, oh, I'm Pimparella and shit like that. Like, like you know, sometimes... You know, a comedian can go a bit too far where it's just like, okay, girl, you just, you realize these motherfuckers ain't laughing with you. They laughing at you. And you would actually want them to laugh with you instead of at you. But some tell me Tiffany Haddish can't tell the difference. But anyway, you know, that's another conversation. But like I was saying, with um with Quinta Bronson, just working, just doing what she's doing with uh, with this show, which is really something, you know, to have Lisa Ann Walter, again, Shirley Ralph, like she's really having all these OGs on here. And it's just like, yo, like this is a powerful cast. I love it. I, I love seeing it. And, you know, hey, cheers to more seasons with Abbott. I'm glad that season two is longer because like God knows we need more. Like, and that's another thing too, because nowadays with TV shows, we're either getting six episodes, eight episodes, 10 episodes. Hell, we'll be lucky if we get 12. And, you know, back in the day, we used to get like damn near 20 plus episode seasons. Mm -hmm. But now the stuff is just like, yeah, you know, yeah, like we used to get like long ass seasons to where it's like when it was ending, you were like, oh, God, please let them get renewed. And then when they did, you were excited for them. So it's just, you know, I think we need to bring that back. Like the media just, you know, if anything, if Hollywood, because I know y'all are listening, 
If anything, bring back longer, <laughs> longer series. Or I know these niggas is listening. Um, that's why I may look. That's why sometimes I apologize when I be talking about motherfuckers because I ain't finna have nobody run up on me in these Hollywood parties. Because I'm gonna tell you this: a bitch or a nigga run up on me. I trust I'm finna be on, at, at, on somebody's fucking headline tomorrow for beating somebody ass. Like, or at least smacking the fuck out of you. Because what the fuck you running up on me for? Oh, because of what I said on my podcast? Fuck you, ho. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation for my future self. Anyway, anyway, um, you know, if y'all, because I know y'all are listening, make these TV shows longer. And on top of that, can y'all stop with all these goddamn breaks? I get it because, you know, COVID, the pandemic, shit is still crazy out here. But God, they're like, okay, case in point. Law and Order SVU and Law and Order Organized Crime and Chicago PD. Here, all the Chicago shows by Dick Wolf. It's like the moment they came back for their new seasons, like with not even a month, they went on break. And I'm like, y'all just got back. What What is we going on break for? Like, did y'all not film all the episodes up until like, you know, the, the winter break? Like, what the hell is going on? Like, you know, when they do that stuff, it's just like, damn, so I've got to like wait for two, three weeks, almost a month for some new shit. Like, damn, bitch, what? Well, what is going on? I, uh, yeah, dude, what the fuck? So I'm just like, bring back longer seasons, longer episodes of TV shows. And, you know, for the people who feel like, oh, well, the story, can it can only be told in six episodes. It can only be told in eight. It can only be told in ten. I will respect that. But for the shows that you know damn well should be longer, do us all a motherfucking favor. That's all I'm asking. If I'm asking for too much, I don't want to ask for too little. I want to be both meet in the middle and dance all night. Shout out to Renaissance. Okay, you feel me? Shit. God damn yeah, it. I would love. I would love to see you know shows. You know, go back to like the days like when we had like 20 episodes. I mean, shoot. Because look, I get you know like you know we're in this era where where everybody wants to be minimalistic. You know, like we gotta have like you know the bite sized episode. Look, look, give me the full course meal. Okay, look. Okay, look, sometimes I be starving, okay? I, I won't give my full course meal, okay? That you know, part. Especially when it, if the show is very, very good. Thank there are you. some shows where, where you really have to wait a whole dang year and you be like, wait a minute, what was the part again? You know, because you forget, you know. Child, or, um, in, this, or in this case, two years, child, because um, what is it, Euphoria, we got to wait till next year for them to come back. Uh, House of the Dragon, we got to wait, I think, to 2025 even, or maybe to 2024, I don't know, but it's like, you know, that's the thing, too. I'm just like, well, damn, dude, what is it? Is these networks like, well, girl, about this budget? Like, it's like, bitch, the way that y'all is cutting back, or should I say cutting black, for those of y'all who listened to the last episode, the way that y'all are cutting back or cutting black a lot of these um, fucking shows left and right for budget reasons, baby, y'all got the money because look at what y'all are doing, okay? That's why I'm glad that, like, hell, P-Valley apparently got, like, renewed for season three, four, and five, thank fucking goodness, because Lord knows how hard it is for them. But even with them, they take like about damn near two years to um to come back on. Like which apparently people were saying that because some of the some of the women on the cast are mothers in real life and some of them have been like giving birth. Like uh the girl who plays Diamond's girlfriend well not his girlfriend but the uh the bitch who Diamond was fucking on on season two who ended up putting his ass in the trunk. Sorry, that's a spoiler alert. But anyway, who's his real life um Tyler Lepley's excuse me, real life uh, girlfriend, baby mama, fiance, or whatever their relationship is, his real life partner, she gave birth in real life. So, you know, they're, they're giving them time to like, you know, be mothers and be parents and stuff like that before having to like get to get back to work. And I respect that, you know, the whole maternity leave stuff, I respect that. But it's just like, damn, still like, it takes so long to get these shows back. And then even with P-Valley as well, they're another show that I feel like deserves 
more than 10 episodes. I mean, hell, the first season was eight episodes. Then we had got 10 episodes in season two. Uh, so for season three, four, and five, we need more episodes. And yes, we get it, y'all, that the episodes cost money and this, that, and the third. But oftentimes, it's also the, the it's based on the deal negotiated with the network. So if like you and your lawyers and, you know, Katori and the network stars and their lawyers can come together and renegotiate and be like, hey, instead of this many episodes, let's increase it to this. Now, granted, yes, that's going to come with more money for the budget because you got to also pay the actors as well, because a lot of them are starting to like, you know, break off into other things. And mark my words, we're going to start seeing some of them in like some MCU projects, possibly some uh some like blockbusters, like maybe a Mission Impossible or a Top Gun or some shit like that may even be in a Jordan Peele production. Who knows? But you know, because we're starting to see them break off into other stuff. So it's just like, you never know, you never know, you never know. But it's just like, damn, like, can we get longer stuff? Like, you cannot starve me out. Like, don't act like you, don't act like a motherfucker went to Red Lobster and only came for the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Now, if you did that, you know, hey, ain't no knock to you. And even with that salad with the French dressing, girl, you know, we tear that shit up. Okay, tear the club up. R.I.P. Gangsta Boo. Um, you know, we tell the club up for that shit, but it's like, you best believe I'm finna get that ultimate feast. You best believe I may even give me a little dessert that may be on a to-go plate and to-go or whatever. If it's my birthday, hey, I'll get in and eat it the next day because the motherfucker will be full. But even just, just give me more, goddammit. Give us more. Give us free. Give us free, goddammit. Give yeah, us free. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I love... When the show is very, very good, when it's well-written, when the actors, you know, understand, you know, their roles and, you know, develop the characters and stuff like that. Because, you know, that that's that's why I like, you know, if, if a show's good, those are the, those are my essential things. If you can get the script right, if the acting is good, you know, and, and everything just gels together, you got a good show for me, you know. And, you know, I'm very, very excited to see what will come in the next couple of months when it comes to 2023, when it comes to these shows. So I'm excited, you know. Um, now, I know me and you were talking about that there could be a possible writer strike that could be happening. So that's also a thing of concern. Yeah. Because, because for me, my concern is that we could basically end up how we were literally a little over 10 years ago. In the 2000s, I don't know if you guys were familiar with the writer strike that happened in the 2000s, where um, basically what happened was a lot of shows got canceled. Mm -hmm. you know? So you know that's 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 a concern for me because if that happens, I will completely understand. You know, uh, because it's like 80s people, what they're just do is treat these actors right and fairly. Um, but unfortunately, we, we may see, you know, on television where there won't be as much diversity, where there won't be um, a lot of black writers and stuff like that. So, you know, um, but yeah, uh, you know, um, I just want to know just what your thoughts are. No, I mean, that's a real reality because, again, like, you know, it wasn't until, like, you know, when we started seeing shows like Empire and How to Get Away with Murder and uh, Scandal and all these other shows that had, like, black leads that, you know, because prior to that, it wasn't really that many shows. If they were, they didn't last too long. And it's just it's just been a lot like the, the void was there and then the void got filled. It damn near got closed. And now it feels like it's about to be another void just because of what's happening with, 
everything on um you know with from HBO Max to AMC and how they're cutting all these shows back canceling stuff here with HBO Max and the fucking um CFO of Warner this whole Warner Brothers Discovery thing he's been told to like you know save as much give get us out of debt as much as possible so do whatever you can so now he's just like in the fucking wild wild west and he's just shooting all willy-nilly all into all these saloons and salons and shit like that shooting into people's houses metaphorically and you know shooting down all these catalogs and you know these libraries of media and stuff like that like from the looney tunes to the uh dc uh yeah the uh, yeah dc comics and the animated stuff with them and like you know like shows like titans and doom patrol and all this other stuff like recently a little bit of news, some good news, a show that was an HBO Max original known as Minks, uh, that's M-I-N-X, Minks, was taken down because HBO Max didn't know what to do with it, unfortunately, and mind you, they had already shot season two, so luckily, stars picked them up, so now you will be able to view season one and season two, and hopefully we get season three, four, five, you know, however long they want to keep the show going, but as long as they found a new I was I don't know if you would call it an IP holder or just a new home to be showcased. That's what matters to me because I love that show and I'm going to support season two. And I encourage everybody to, you know, check it out. I mean, I I even did a little advertisement for it here on my show. I mean, hey, like that that's how when I go hard for something, if it's a show, if it's an artist, Mariah the Scientist, um, you know, like I go hard for my shit. Okay. I go hard for the things that I like that I feel like other people are going to like as well. And by other people, I mean my motherfucking royal court. Anyway, you know, so I just, for me, I foresee a strike coming because it's even been uh, mummers about it online from writers who I follow who are out in Cali. Uh, and they are basically saying that, yeah, they foresee a writer strike happening as well. Because, again, how is it that you that these networks are allowing for these shows to film either their first season or if they you already aired the first season and they're filming the second season, they finish the second season and then you cancel it right or you you know you retract it and rescind it before it goes on air. It's like what the fuck? Like I really hope that these shows that AMC for example has let go has let go. I hope they end up somewhere. If it's stars, if it's sci-fi, if it, well, I feel like sci-fi is almost under the same channel, so I'm not too sure. Or at least they're under the Bravo Network. Or it, it's because a lot of the, it's like. The same way it's the five major movie studios, it's almost like a lot of like there's the Clear Channel that clearly runs like television, uh, essentially the Clear family that runs the um the television sector. But it just seems like it's smaller and smaller. It's like it's almost like they're the TV side is trying to mimic the film studio side. You get what I'm saying? Like where it's like they're trying to make it to where it's only like three to four, maybe five big networks and uh, all these other little networks are subsidiaries and they're and each one is like under a different one. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have the Bravo app, you will probably see sci-fi on there. If you have the Peacock app, you'll see all the NBC shows, probably even the ABC shows or CBS. But no, really, you'll see the ABC and CBS shows on Hulu. So, you know, it's just like it's a free for all damn near. And everybody's just trying to make it to where it's like, oh, you oh you um you you tired of the producers dancing all in the videos come to death row it's kind of giving that energy where it's like bitch come to death row and in this case death row is hulu netflix uh hell peacock uh bravo whoever is cutting you the biggest check but even with that check it's like what comes with that you feel what i'm saying so for me yeah. i hope that if this writer strike happens that we got enough fucking material to get us through this drought. Because I'm telling y'all right now, it's like I told, like me and Alan were talking about, I told him it's going to probably only be these shows on air. All of the Chicago shows by Dick Wolf. All the Law & Order shows, which is only three of them. 
Um, Abbott Elementary. That's about it as far as scripted uh, and, the, and reality shows. We're going to be stuck back in that same gap where it's the reality shows on one side, the scripted stuff on one side, but the scripted stuff is going to be so, so fucking small that it's like, well, girl, I, I guess we can have a watch party. What y'all drinking? What y'all eating? Somebody get the popcorn ready and they better have some movie theater butter on it, bitch. Anyway, you know, so that's my thoughts on it, though, you know? Yeah, and... Like what it sounds like to me, because I know, um, like there have been deals that that are. Cause I already know this for a fact. There are deals that are being made where a lot of these, you know, big, you know, like movie, uh, movie, what's it, movie studios, television mm-hmm. studios. Like right now, they're all talking because I do know, like right now, Netflix they're having their issues with stuff that's being canceled. So, I'll say this, Netflix. I'll say this. If you're trying to, you know, get your, you know, your stuff on, like a, you know, like a, what is the streaming service? I would highly recommend you don't go to Netflix because they have their own issues right now. Uh, I found this out years ago. Like I said, they have a lot of debt, and so that's probably explaining why a lot of shows are being canceled because they're trying to be able to recuperate back whatever was lost. And so that's, so I think what what that is with their network, sorry, not their network, their streaming service is that. They're making all these shows, hoping that their ratings and their viewership will re- return or be recuperated. But some, but the thing is, is that they're creating a lot of good content that really could sustain them, but they just keep canceling it. And so I feel like, it, in essence, it's almost like self sabotage in, in a way because there was a lot of good shows that that got canceled that I wish had more seasons, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it's and it's unfortunate. And then HBO Max, I don't know why they're doing what they're doing because they yeah. have. A, I think they have a gold mine right now with Euphoria. You know, everybody's watching Euphoria right now, and so they're they could possibly be in danger of getting canceled. You know, because of this new deal that's going on right now, which I don't think people um, know about uh, that's going on right now with HBO Max and Discovery. So all the shows that are on both of those networks with HBO Max and Discovery could be, you know, in shaky territory, you know. Baby, trust so, me, dude. Look, it's more shakier over there than a damn shaking go wig. It's more shakier over there than a damn shaking bake bag. Okay, fry up that chicken. Anyway, it's more sh- it's real shaky, okay? What uh what Aretha say? Rock steady, baby. That's what I feel now. <laughs> like it's feeling real rock steady over there. Let me tell you exactly what this song is. What it is, what it makes to move your hips, run and run, run side to side. Look, okay, like it's a lot of hip moving from side to side over there. A lot of gyration over there. And I ain't talking about the freaky kind. I'm talking about the girl where I have a job. Like, <laughs> it's for real. Like, it's, it's really bad, you know. And I'm, I'm telling people, if you want to invest in streaming services right now, I would highly recommend that you don't. Because that part. There's, a lot of merchants that's, there's a lot of merchants that's going on. Disney, I'll say this. Disney, they're trying to basically be a monopoly. That part, already, and, they are a monopoly. And you know because, what? With Disney, here's the here's the thing. A lot of people don't know with Disney is that, and not to cut you off, it's just a lot of people don't know that when they bought Fox, allegedly they were trying to buy another uh, company, and the government stepped in and said, "Fuck no," essentially because that whole monopoly stuff is what happened in old Hollywood. So, and and honestly. It's like Lovely T says this all the time. The old guard and the new and the new guy, the new guards, the new the new age stuff is merging, but they're also fighting against each other. And I feel like also with Netflix, here's the thing with streaming. The bad side with streaming is 
when they drop a series, they drop the whole thing in one day. People binge that shit in a weekend, maybe even a week, but really a weekend if you got the time, and then they move on to something else. If Netflix really wanted to save themselves, I feel as though they need to do what hell. HBO Max, they've started doing this. They were the ones who really spearheaded this, which was, yeah, we got a new series, but we're doing it one episode at a time. We're taking this shit back to when, motherfucker, you had to wait until next week. You had to wait those seven whole days and not a word from you. Seven, uh, seven whole days, nigga. We are taking this back. To when y'all had to wait for that new shit versus, oh, here's a new series, bam. Now, and I think that format needs to be applied to streaming. Now, I know a lot of us, you know, have that microwave popcorn impatience and microwave popcorn thinking. A lot of y'all, not my royal court, but those of y'all outside of the royal palace. And it's like, you know, if y'all were forced to wait, maybe that would help to save them somehow, some way. But definitely with Netflix, they have so much debt that it's like, you know, they keep all these new series, they start them, then they have to cancel them after a season or two, or they don't finish them. Or hell, they even started removing Netflix originals off of their site. And I have talked about this with the whole physical media thing to where if you wanted to buy those series on DVD just to like watch them all over again, you got to really make sure that those DVDs even play in your region. Because in America, we are part of region one, I believe. So you can't buy a DVD that's in read that only plays in regions two, three, four, five, six, you know, the regions that I had broke down for you guys. So, you know, you got to, you know, it's just really crazy. I feel like Amazon Prime, I feel like they, in, in the midst of this war that's going on, this streaming war, I'm going to tell you this. My prediction is that Amazon Prime is going to really come through, but along with Amazon Prime, I feel like Hulu, uh, Disney Plus, um, hell shit, maybe even Tubi, but I'm going to be honest with you, I ain't going to say too much because I got some shit going, I got some business going on, but um, anyway, uh I just feel like it's a lot of things that are going on. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like, yeah, it's, just, it's a lot of things that are going on. I feel like in this streaming war that Amazon Prime, well, Prime Video, rather, Prime Video, Hulu, and Disney Plus are going to be the ones that really like come out of this thing victorious because HBO Max is falling apart, as we all know, unfortunately. So, you know, HBO Max is unfortunately falling apart. And what else? Who else is falling apart? Jesus. Uh, yeah, shit, Netflix. And that's about it, really. But I feel like those other ones who I've listed, they're going to come through. Now, I would have said Shudder, which for those of y'all who don't know, Shudder is like a horror-based, horror, sci-fi, thriller, mystery, suspense-based app. So it's basically like Netflix, but just all horror movies, like all types from all different time periods, uh, foreign and domestic, all types of stuff. And it's really good, but they're under, uh, well, they're owned by AMC. So I, and I don't know too many people because again, horror is a very niche market. You know what I'm saying? Either you, you like it or you don't, um, it's, but it's a very niche market. And so with that nicheness in it, I don't, I wouldn't really say that, oh yeah, they're going to come up victorious too in the 11th hour. I wouldn't say that just because again, it's a niche market, but they have a place and I'm glad that they are here to stay, you know? Uh, but um, stuff like, yeah, like stuff that has very, that's like niche market, like whether it's Shutter or All Black, you know, those are stuff that's like, they have a space, but let's see where they are, like, you know, with how people are, like, will people start to like these movies more? Because you have to, it's, it's, horror films are an acquired taste, and I say this as a horror filmmaker myself, but, you know, um, in all seriousness, again, I feel like Hulu, um, damn, Hulu, Disney Plus, 
and Jesus Christ, I forgot who the fuck I just said. I the say, Amazon Prime I Video maybe, will be the, the say, contenders. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I what was, was that? Say, uh, not to cut you off. Um, I was going to say maybe Peacock is, I think, another one. I yeah. don't know how they may do. Yeah, I feel like Peacock, they, they may, like, you know, okay, fuck it, let's, let's be all biblical, and also I'm going to bring in the X-Men reference. The Four Horsemen of Apocalypse, I feel like in this battle, those will be the four last standing. Will be Peacock, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, and Prime Video. I feel like those will be the four that are standing, because Peacock, they got a lot of good stuff, too, on there, original content and things like that, so, you know, they're pretty good as well, you know, so I feel like they're pretty good as well as as well as things like um, WWE, which you were telling me some news about that as well, right? Yeah, like WWE, they could be selling, you know. Um, the thing is, so that's going to put a lot of people out of jobs. Mm. It's going to affect a whole lot of wrestlers, you know, and also thinking about the footage, you know, uh, for those who are WWE fans, you know, it's going to affect them as well, you know, because it's like, you know, people who archive footage and who are like really, really huge fans, you know, like that'll be lost, you know, because depending upon who has access to it, you know, they basically can decide, you know, the fate, you know, it's like the same thing with like with what's going on right now with Twitter and stuff that's going on with Twitter. Oof, that's a hot mess in of itself. Mm. Well, tell us a little bit something from what you know from uh, what's happening with WWE, because this is really news to me as well. So tell us a little bit about like what's going on with them. So from from what is being you know being uh, reported is that WWE possibly could get sold to Saudi Arabia. Um, now I don't know if the deal will go through, or you know, like I said, it's stuff is still being processed. But I definitely know something's definitely going to be happening with the WWE. So I tell people please pay attention to that if you're a wrestling fan. Uh, but it's very unfortunate, you know. Uh, for people who are fans of WWE and also the employees as well, because think about, you know, um, if people don't know, it, this is also something people should know that the people in the WWE, they don't have no union. Mm. Not only do they not have any union, um, you know, it, it was, it, it's very, very unfortunate, you know, with that organization because of who is in charge of it and who, you know, he doesn't care about these people at all. It is evidence, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I want to know what are your thoughts on, on the whole thing. Well, so with the person who's in charge of it, that would be Vic's, Vic uh, McMahon, right? I hope I said his name right. That would be him, right? Because wasn't he recently taken down from the ownership due to like some alleged sexual assault stuff, trigger warning that had happened to where he had to resign from the company, but now like apparently they're saying his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, she resigned from the company, leaving. Nick Khan as the sole CEO. So it's just it's just a lot of stuff. I mean, here's the thing, because you were telling me that apparently rumor has it that Vince is trying to sell uh, WWE um, to Saudi Arabia, which for those of y'all that don't know, you know, how, how they are when it comes to certain things, like if you're LGBTQIA, if you're a woman. So it's like a lot of wrestlers who fit into those, again, niche markets are in danger of losing their job because I mean, like for him to sell that big conglomerate and knowing what the history of WWE and everything from the archive footage and, and all of that, just him, the idea of that being sold off to a country where, you know, there's so many restrictions for just being anything other than a man over there. Like, 
Yo, what does that mean yeah. for these people? So it, it's like I was saying, I feel like they must be cutting him a check to where he ain't never got to set foot outside of his house unless he picking up a uh, Uber Eats or Grubhub order or uh, some fucking groceries from Instacart. Like he must really be about to do that. You know, make they must be really offering him that type of money. But also him not caring about these people who pour their heart and souls into this for their fans and the, the you know, the crowd. Like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? So for me, I just feel like that's really fucked up. But like, you know, apparently he's interested in some type of merger or no, I think they're saying that the, that their smaller rival AEW is interested in a merger, which I feel like that puts people in danger once again. Um, because, again, it's like these people who don't, when you don't have a union folks can folks can do whatever they want to you that's why having a union is so important whether it's the writers guild the producers guild the directors guild hell sag after for the actors or even if you're just working a regular regular job like if you're in security like myself or uh cleaning services so you know maintenance or whatever the case is you know there's the you have unions or at least you should i mean hell even we saw what happened with Amazon and the work, the Amazon workers at these warehouses and how slowly but surely people are coming together to unionize and that victory that that guy, I believe, won out there in New York with a union. So it's just like, you know, for me, I just hope that that merger doesn't go through. I hope that some miracle in the 11th hour takes place and that these people still have a fucking job because, again, what the fuck? Yeah, um, and so like I said, I, I if you if you look on Google, I know some people. So it's like it's, it's like fifty fifty. Uh, some people are saying that it didn't go through. Like I said, let's just hope that that it doesn't get sold, you know. And um, but I think personally, if it was me, they just need to just remove him from being, you know, the owner because honestly, it just just something just doesn't feel right, you know, with with him being, you know, in charge, you know, um, and just given the history of how these um employees of the wwe have been treated you know like i i'm all about you know any business any job having a union because it holds people accountable when they need to be held accountable and the fact that they don't have no union Mm -hmm. after all these years that's a problem to me that's a huge problem um no i'm just thinking about like you know if you guys remember, like during the pandemic, they were considered essential workers. I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Look, damn near everybody and their mama was considered essential work. Hell, you had the only fan, uh, the only fan girls, the girlies, meaning the gay niggas, um, and the stripper bitches out here. Everybody was considered essential, damn near. Hell, even JT from the City Girl, she was talking about, I'm an essential worker, bitch. You are a fucking entertainer. Shut up. Like, like my, everybody was trying to be considered essential, goddamn it. They was like, yo, we keep America running. Like, girl, yeah, off of pipe dreams and scamming niggas. But anyway, um, you know, everybody and their mama wanted to be an essential worker. It's like, child. Fuck out of here. But yeah, you, <laughs> but yeah, you remember that? It was like it was like the state of Florida. I was like, I should have known that. I was like, it has to always be Florida. Yeah. I'm sorry to y'all in Florida, but I, I'm just saying. Like, I was like... Chad, even they sorry. Chad, look, even they sorry, okay, Chad? We we sorry for them. They sorry for us. We Look, we all sorry for them, okay? Because God damn. But no, like, that's serious, though. Like, yeah, that shit is just, man, that shit is crazy, man. Like, I I do hope that that merger doesn't go through. But see, this is what makes me even want to, like, do a little, like, dig deeper one day, one of these days, whether it's with you or another friend, and just, like, find out why all these mergers are happening. Because as the saying goes, follow the money. 
Because whatever money is being offered to these people, whatever type of debt they are in, because again, whether it's HBO Max, uh, Netflix, AMC, uh, whoever, you know, because there's clearly got to be something going on behind the scenes that's, you know, the water's got to be murky somewhere to where it's just like, girl, something in the buttermilk just ain't adding up. You feel what me? it sounds like to me is that the reason why there's a lot of mergers going on is because it's a lot of, they want to make it so the way that it's only like, five powers basically yes I, i'm just as, as an example but there's only this amount of people and everybody else is considered an outsider it's like either you come with us or you're an outsider you know so it's I, it's like after this it's like corporation versus small business in essence that's what it sounds like to me mm. and it also sounds like that you know a lot of these companies are indebted so they're like okay let me let me make a, a deal with this with this big conglomerate so that I can be able to at least have somewhat of a cushion and they will support me, you know. So that's what it also sounds like to me. And also, of course, monopolies that are going on right now, like with, like with Disney and a lot of other corporations. So I tell people this, you know, just be mindful of everything that's going on. And um, it's unfortunate because I'm just thinking about um, it's getting to a point where there's so many streaming services where it's almost literally, if not more than cable. Yeah, because they're trying to weed out cable to where you're only on streaming. But it, and, and the whole thing was the way that they sold it with streaming was that, oh, it's cheaper than cable. But when you add all the streaming services up, that shit damn near is the equivalent of a cable bill. But then you even got companies like Comcast, because I know they tried to like, apparently they were going up like $40 or something on the bill that me and my mom pay. And that takes us from two something to three something. So it's just like, why? It's like, what the fuck is going on? Like y'all going up on shit that shouldn't, that y'all don't need to be going up on, especially with the type of service that motherfuckers get, which I I feel like y'all are told to be assholes to the customers. And then when motherfuckers check y'all, then y'all want to get mad. It's like, no bitch, you finna stay on this motherfucking phone. And if you want to transfer me, transfer me to somebody else. And I'm still going to drag the fuck out of them as well. You ignorant fucking asshole. Anyway, you know, like, the, like, again, we were sold off of the idea of streaming being the cheaper option, right? But now it's like, well, girl, is it really the cheaper option? But on top of that, with y'all snatching all this uh, new content down left and right, original content, like it's different if it's stuff like Charlie's Angels or Home Alone or the Halloween series, like stuff that, you know, is different. It's like IP property that just goes from platform to platform. That's different. But when it's like y'all own original stuff like when it's hbo max and them taking down original stuff that there's a problem netflix taking down original stuff there's a problem like what the fuck is going on like it sounds like to me that there are people that are in debt you know and it's it's very unfortunate because you know there's a lot of shows that have been affected that we you know we consider like our favorite shows you know and our favorite movies things like that so i'll say this what it sounds what it sounds like to me what, what we may, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say this, we may have to go back to the days of old where people were buying, you know, DVDs and, and physical media because that's what it's sounding like to me is that, um, you know, we just want to make, have to go back to those days, you know. Um, I'm fine with buying physical media, you know. I buy, mm -hmm. I, I still buy CDs, I buy vinyls, you know. I haven't bought a DVD in a minute, but I do, of course, buy DVDs. Uh, but, you know, it's so that way that we can be able to, you know, have, hold, I don't think people realize, you know, when you, you know, depend on these streaming services, whether it be Netflix, 
you know, Hulu or whatever, or um, music media like Spotify or Apple Music, you don't own these things if you catch my drift. You no, absolutely. You own these things if you have the physical copy of these things. Absolutely, yes. And that and that's the thing, too. We have to take it back to making DVD. We got to make DVDs great again. Hell, make CDs great again. Because, you know, people really be like, oh, these celebrities, they got that money. They rich. Bitch, these motherfuckers is taking out. They are on loans from these record labels, loans from these studios. These motherfuckers are not rich like y'all think. These motherfuckers are more fucked up, if not worse or off, than a, than a regular degular schmegler motherfucker. Like, these motherfuckers got to pay back loans that were, you know, cash advances and advance on the, on the album and advance on this so for the marketing, the promoting, whatever. Like, yo, these motherfuckers are not... They, they may rap about rich shit. They may show off their avant-garde, you know, be larger than life, grand dom lifestyle. But baby, it's all stunts, shows, smokes and mother smoke and motherfucking mirrors. OK, these motherfuckers is not rich like y'all think like y'all really like these rich artists, quote unquote, are really starving artists. Now, the ones who are like at the top, top, top. Yeah, they got that money. Like if you're in the Beyonce, Jay-Z, Will Smith uh, Beyonce, I already said that. Will Smith, Jada, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie category with even the, the some of the new people, uh, like a Gil Gadot and a Jason Momoa and the other people who like you know if you're in like a certain caliber, you'll be all right. But even some of them are hurting too, as quiet as it is kept. Like to a degree, not as much, but you know people notice that like ever since this pandemic, in other words, the great equalizer, the great reset. A lot of motherfuckers is hurting out here. They not gonna say it, but you know, because motherfuckers are have been taught to fake it till you make it, and even and even then, when you make it, still fake it. But it's just like, yeah, we have to make media great again, physical media great again. Buying these DVDs, uh, buying the CDs, really going out here and supporting. Because with streaming, it's I feel like it's a setup. It's a it's a scheme that Todd set up to come to us with the bullshit, and we've bought into this scheme where it's like you know the the whole thing of I get it, being comfortable at home, you can watch movies at home, you know, that come out in the theater versus getting all dressed up and going to the theater and spending like you know how much it costs for a ticket now. Nowadays, let's say like damn near fifteen dollars. Then damn near when you add all the the snacks from concessions, you out about forty to fifty damn dollars really. Um, and you're in this theater, and you know you're around all these people, motherfuckers who ain't you know covering their mouth when they cough or when they sneeze. Um, or shit, not even wearing a mask because motherfuckers just don't believe. They never believed in it to begin with. They damn sure don't believe in it now. And you know it's like th- it's. It's just shifting the culture, if you will. And as much as we're trying to hold on to it, it, it just feels like a losing battle, you know? Yeah. You know, like I said, I understand the whole concept of convenience, but I think people don't realize people are not making a lot of money of streaming, you know? They're not. Um, They're not. Like, even like, like, I, like, even like, you know, to, to make a small, slight pivot, like if we were talking about the music industry, the only, I think, streaming service that really makes a lot if you're an artist, I, like, in terms of streams, I think they said, I think it's title. I think is like, that will give you the most, I think, if I'm correct. But all these other ones, I definitely know Spotify does not pay you. You get point zero 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 zero, like, basically a 20th of a penny. 
Like, think about how crazy that is. That part. Like, even Mariah came out last year, the year before last. I feel like it was the year before last. And she was like, you know, y'all think, because, you know, she sees the tweet. She sees how people be talking about, oh, y'all know what season it is after Halloween. Oh, she finna rack up. And, you know, the articles that will come out and be like, oh, my God, all I want for Christmas is has been streamed, you know, to 20 gajillion fucking times. Oh, my God. And it's like Mariah had to let it be known. It's like, baby, I yeah, this shit may get streamed buku of times, but I am not seeing the the 20 gajillion million dollars in my bank account. I'm not seeing that. She may see... And she may see something, but, you know, she's seeing only maybe a 20th of that money that's being, you know, from the streaming. So it's like, yo, these people are not really swimming in money like that. I mean, they may be like, again, a Mariah Carey. Yeah, a Beyonce. Absolutely. But other people like our faves, whether it's a SZA or Megan Thee Stallion or Sasha Go Hard or, you know, Tierra Whack or um, what is it? 21 Savage or you know, Drake. He's probably in that Beyonce ish category. Uh, well, caliber rather. Um, but like a lot of these folks, you know, Kodak Black, uh, fugly ass, um, whatever. You know, these motherfuckers ain't really touching that that much money like we think. They not really, especially from this stream and shit. Like, yeah, title, I have heard that they're the ones who give you the most. But then it's a matter of, like, how many people are subscribed to title as opposed to how many people are subscribed to Spotify as opposed to how many people have Apple Music as opposed to how many people have Amazon Music because they, you know, they, they got their own, they got their stream and stuff too. So it's just like, you know, you're going to go where who's going to give you the most bread, most for your bread and butter. You know what I'm saying? You're going to go where your bread is being buttered the most. And with that, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's it's a lot, yo. Like, people really have to follow the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, Chad, people just really got to follow the money, you know? Ugh. I think there even needs to have a conversation um, legally, meaning, like, you know, yes. like law. There needs to be a law that needs to be, you know, talking about, like, why is that these streaming services, whether it be, you know, in the music world or in the, you know, television and movie world, why is it that? We are getting these point, 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 point of, of a penny versus, do, do you get what I'm saying? It's like, why, why am I getting this? Meanwhile, you are making all this money. That part. Because what it sounds like to me, because what it sounds like to me, it's like, it's like the days of old where um, if we take it back to like in the words of Left Eye, when she said, get ready to do your math. This is how you sell 10 million records. And this is how we went. Like I, I, I know y'all probably remember, you know, but that's what it sounds like to me. I mean, look, and, and man, look. Ugh, when I tell you, if we had certain people, like if Left Out was still with us, Pac, Biggie, you know, I just wonder how they would react. I know Left Out would probably she would be throwing a fucking fit with that show, with the streaming shit. Like, and you know, here's the thing: I will give Nicki Minaj her credit because she spoke out about it. And yes, people like brushed her off. This is before all the, the crazy controversy that she's found herself in. But when she spoke out against this, this uh, stream and stuff, people wrote her off. Hell, they wrote Azealia Banks off. They wrote those two off, right? But then when Adele, an artist like Adele talks about it, oh shit, we got to, well, Adele and Taylor Swift, girl, stop the presses. We, we got to fix this shit, y'all, because how is it that these two 
white women are not making enough money. But the two black women who was talking about it, oh, girl, fuck them hoes. That's what it's given. It's like you damn near need that white advocate to speak up for you. But even they essentially ain't really doing much because it's like y'all not really helping to move no needles. You may think that you helping, but you just throwing a little temper tantrum where it's like I'm speaking for not just myself, but every motherfucking body. You just throwing a temper tantrum because, you know, oh, you now, now she in distress. Now you press, you know. So it's just like, yeah, I think there needs to be some legal matter in this, because, again, these people are not really seeing that money like that. And then when you think about it, the way concert tickets are going up and how damn near all these concerts are costing like upwards to damn near six hundred fucking dollars, damn near a, a motherfucker's month of rent just to see somebody for yeah. one night. This ain't no damn Vegas residency, bitch. I'm paying X amount of dollars and I only see you for one night. Now, I could see if your ass was doing multiple shows in my city, then it's like, okay, this ticket cost covers two to three days of a show. But no, y'all are doing like one night and it's $600, one night and it's $300, one night and it's like, you know, like the most that I would low-key pay for, depending on my on the artist, is anywhere between 150 to maybe 200. Now, when Beyonce does announce her renaissance, look, I'm gonna have to, you know, make something shake. And I win. I am credit cards. I want y'all to forgive me in in advance. But it's like, you know, like motherfuckers just paying so much just for one night, though. One night, like, this ain't no fuck. This ain't no Vegas residency, bitch. You ain't you here for one night? Well, ain't, well, even though Nas told us all you need is one mic, but you bitches is here for one night. Shit. Like, it is, it's getting very expensive, you know, like, just, just to even, like, for a concert ticket, you know, because, because if you guys don't know, I've never been to a concert. I wish I could go to a concert. It's still my bucket list of things, but it is what it is. But, yeah, I was, I had looked at some tickets, um, you know, just, just, like, to anybody. Some of these tickets be, like, three, four, five hundred dollars. I'm like, come again? I'm not willing. If I have to pay rent for a ticket, I, I just I bet, look, I can just see you online. And when when they drop the footage, I bet I saw you online. You know, hey, you know, but I didn't see you in person because I'm like, I'm not gonna pay five hundred dollars. Child for no this shit. If, look at that rate. You might as well be outside the venue in the parking lot where you, you know, hopefully they are loud enough or they got the mega, they got the big ass screens outside the venue for the people who couldn't get in, which I feel like they need to bring that shit back. It's like y'all might as well put be put these big ass screens outside of these concert venues. And that way people who are in the parking lot can still see the concert, though they won't physically be there. You feel me? Okay, child. Mm-mm-mm, baby. Like it's, it's just, it's too expensive, you know? And, and, and like, I'm like, especially with the cost of living going up everywhere, because that's, an, oof, that's another conversation right there. Just okay. stuff is too expensive. Yeah, like we're dealing with so much. Yeah, we're dealing with so much economic hardship and inflation and all this other stuff while while being in a fucking triple demic and Lord knows whatever else is trying to come come up out the pipeline and coming down the pipeline. It's just so much going on right now. It's just like, yo, these entertainers, I, I need them to like be somewhat lenient and understanding because I'm sorry. There should be no reason why a lot of you artists and y'all know who y'all are are charging anywhere from $45 to $60 for a shirt. A bitch, I could take your oh. phrase, I could take your phrase or the picture that you put on that shirt and make it my goddamn self on Vistaprint and get that shit for like twenty something dollars. With the well probably almost thirty dollars with the shipping and handling and all the other shit and the taxes. But it's like baby, one shirt, forty five to almost sixty dollars. Now look, if you got it, you got it. But even if you do got it, it's like girl 
I could be using this. I could split up, break this $45 to $60 down for some other shit, for some food, for an Uber ride, for a Lyft, whatever. Hell, grocery store to sneak in some snacks and through the concept. What? Girl, girl, what is we doing? My thing is, my thing is, who's charging that much for a t-shirt? Because it wouldn't be me. I'd be like, look. <laughs> Baby, okay. Girl, it couldn't be me. I'm just like, what in the entire fuck is, what is going on? Child, well, listen, hey, y'all, I just want to let y'all know that we are at our time for tonight for this week's installment. And actually, this is a surprise even for Alan. I'm going to call this the pop shop because we basically talked about pop culture. Duh. But anyway, this is the pop shop volume one. And I want to thank y'all for tuning in. But Alan, I want to thank you for tuning in with me. But don't you go anywhere because we are going to be doing the pop shop volume two real, real soon, as in sometime this weekend or next week. But we will come back to you guys. But Alan, before we get on up out of here, are there any anything else that you would like to leave the people on? Any like words of encouragement, words of advice, um, any updates you want to share? about your music your podcast you have the floor my good man well i'll say this is i'll tell people please stay prayed up you know stay close to your family you know um i say this save that's your best way i can say is save do do what you need to do you know during these times you know as long as you don't do anything legal you know yeah um, <laughs> yeah please look please look we don't we don't need any 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 bad things going into the new year you know we want everybody to prosper and be in good health and, and good spirits you know but um i want to thank you so much for allowing me to come on to your podcast and just you know speak my thoughts on a lot of different things and i'm definitely excited i'm definitely down to you know do a part two or whatever you want me to you know i'm i'm, I'm down for it uh, but yeah, this, these were some good topics. <laughs> Look, okay, child, baby. But yeah, you already know part two is going to be coming at y'all. And again, whenever I'm doing like a pop culture based episode, it will be affectionately titled The Pop Shop. So thank y'all for stopping into The Pop Shop, part of the Royal Hour here, the Royal Hour podcast here at the Royal Palace with your good guy, Prince Onyx. And of course, I was joined by my good guy, Alan Lewis, aka Prince Lewis the First of his name, Game of Thrones reference, and we will see y'all next time, okay? <laughs> you see how I did that? <laughs> we will see y'all next time. Peace. Take care. Hey, guys, what's going on? I just wanted to let you guys know, before we get on up out of here with your good guy here, Prince Onyx, I just want to let you lovely people know where you can find me. So if you are in the TikTok streets, you can find me at Prince of the Go. That is P-R-I-N-C-E. O-F-T-H-E-G-O and the go is short for Chicago or you can just simply type in Prince Onyx and I will pop up. Now that same name I just gave you, Prince of the Go, you can also find me under that same moniker over at Instagram. You know, trying to keep in tune with the whole Prince royalty background you know, the brand. <laughs> and you can also find me under my second Instagram Prince of Gotham the, with the number one and Gotham like, you know, Gotham City, you know, in case you guys haven't put, put two and two together, comic book reference. And you guys can also find me at Fanbase Prince Onyx. And you can also find me on these Twitter streets, Prince Onyx World. Now that after you spell out Prince, the Onyx is O-N-Y-X, all capitalized, and World is spelled W-R-L-D. So it's World minus the O, and that is all capitalized as well. So be sure that you are following me and keeping up, up to date with me and staying in touch with me as I want to hear from you lovely people. And other than that, we will go ahead and get on up out of here. So I love you guys lots. And let me know your thoughts on this recent episode. Until we meet again. Peace. Oh, and how could I forget? 
You can also find me on YouTube, Prince Onyx. Hello, come on now. I'm definitely trying to keep this brand going and going and going and going. Not even trying. I am keeping this brand going. But again, I just want you guys to know where you guys can find me. All right, talk to you later. Peace.